Hey there, my friend, it's Trisha Carr. Real quick before we head into this episode, I just want to make sure that you know about Modern Mystic Life, a subscription service for spiritual mentoring and education. The monthly subscription is only $11.11 per month. We have regular support and inspiration delivered with the utmost ease right into your text messenger two to four times per week. You can use your mobile device or your desktop messenger to access the lessons and meditations, a monthly MP3 download of a produced meditation, at least once per month live meditation led by me. There is no account login, and we have a monthly live class workshop. These are usually $35 for non-subscribers, so it is quite a deal. And the community is amazing. This is a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and also a way for us to be able to work more closely together. So do check out how you can subscribe in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe, and I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. We have a very timely and seasonally appropriate, as well as very magical, episode for you today. (laughs) We are in the in-betwixt and in-between times. We are very close to that time when the veil is very, very thin. We are near what we celebrate Halloween and what is in pagan or earth magic, my ancestry, Samhain. And this is the time of the year to really do some introspection, to allow some things to be released and to prepare for the new. And now, by the way, that's all according, you know, it's it's still the same October 31st, Halloween. In the Southern Hemisphere, in Southern Hemisphere, you're switching seasons different a different way. And here in the U.S. and in the Northern Hemisphere, we are in fall, moving to winter when things really get cold and quiet and dark and um, hard because the earth gets a little harder when it's drier and when it's colder. So all of this is to say that I have a really wonderful conversation for you with the amazing, the witchy, and the beautiful Stephanie C. Weinman. Now, before we head into this conscious conversation, I want to invite you to please follow the podcast. And that by that, I mean scroll down in your app and or scroll up actually is probably where it is and either click the subscribe or follow button however it is presented in the way that you get your podcasts on apple it's follow that's what i know and also i would love to invite you to leave us a review five stars four whatever whatever you're led to i'm not going to tell you how many stars to put down but if you also want to leave a few words let us know what you appreciate about the podcast or about the guests or anything at all that would just warm my heart so much and it does warm my heart every time I read those. So thank you. Thank you. For those of you who have already done that, I love you and I appreciate you. Now to the business of this, well, not the business, the play. Let's get into the play of this episode with Stephanie C. Weinman. Stephanie has been an avid spiritual seeker and experiencer for well over a decade. As an intuitive wellness practitioner and teacher, she skillfully and compassionately uses her knowledge to help students and clients navigate their spiritual path and awaken their intuitive abilities. In her professional practice, Stephanie connects with the energy field of her clients and downloads important intuitive information to illuminate the path forward, highlight necessary inner work, and give answers to important life questions. Because she works so closely with Gaia and the moon cycles, much of Stephanie's guidance and healing is powered by sacred seasonal energy and powerful nature rituals. Woo! Getting the chills already. Okay, everybody, I want you to have a wonderful time as you soak in the energy of this beautiful being, Stephanie C. Weinman, and I will chat with you on the other side. Well, 
Stephanie, it has been too long since you have been on the podcast. Although I think it's just been almost exactly one year. Probably. I will make sure. To, yeah, I'll make sure to link below the last episode that Stephanie was on, and it was on pagan spirituality. And well, we're probably going to talk about that quite a lot again because I, we have a real deal witch with us, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephanie, will you please share with everyone your journey and or the work that you are doing? Oh my goodness, that is um, a loaded question. Well, it's not a question, but I have it's a, loaded a loaded answer. Answer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, well, I am an uh, an intuitive wellness practitioner, uh, so that really is a big umbrella statement uh, as to where I am a Reiki practitioner. Uh, I do work with people intuitively where it comes to, I guess you could say some sort of counseling, although I'm not an official counselor, I'm not a licensed counselor, but I do counsel people mm -hmm. uh, where it comes to giving them readings. The readings I give, um, you know, it's not as if like I'm a fortune teller, I'm telling you your future. It's really <laughs> more about helping people move through specific situations in their lives uh, that they might be having, uh, you know, with people, with work, with um you know, energy and anything that they're going through, uh, people will come to me and, uh, need advice and insight. And I really tap in, into my, my intuition. Uh, I don't want to say psychic is I hate using the word type psychic. I should really? say, I, but I like it now I'm into it again. Are you getting back into it? Yeah. So, I mean, I've never, you know, it can have a certain connotation to it, but I feel like we really do need to take that, take it back. Yeah. It's <laughs> You know? It's such a general word. I mean, yeah. it's the base. It has the same base as in psychology. So, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, you can't just let them have all of it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, I, you know, I really I love working with people in that way. I also really love incorporating uh, energy where it comes to seasonal energy, um, mm -hmm. nature energy into all the work and the connections that I have with people. Because as I tell people all the time, you know, we're nature ourselves and we mm -hmm. really need to be able to connect with nature, nature and the seasonal transitions and the um, transition of the energy with each season and the moon cycles and the sun and the cosmos, all of it, you know, as above, so below. So, uh, I really just in continuing this work always, I'm always learning, I'm always evolving. And as of right now, I, you know, I started school to, um, you know, go to get a degree in psychology and then move into midwifery, uh, which for me really will be working with women, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems like a perfect path for me at this point to be able to really kind of tie up this work. Not that, I mean, I'm sure once I get there, I'll, I'll keep evolving and even moving yeah. forward more and more, you know, in, in my education and, and working with people. But right now that's where my focus is, uh, is, is going through school and learning all these amazing ways uh, to work with people and specifically really want to work with women in the future mm -hmm. um, and really help them in their healthcare. And, uh, you know, as I said, mind, body and spirit. It's such a, I mean, I feel like you were born as a midwife and I don't know how many lives you have been a midwife. <laughs> I know, I feel that too. <laughs> but it's so, and it's so perfect because you also have, you've also worked in the medical field in the past, right? Yeah. Were you a nurse? I can't remember. Were you a nurse or you a medical assistant? What, what exactly were you? I wasn't a nurse. I was, um, I have been a pharmacy technician and mm -hmm. a anesthesia technician. So uh, you know, the pharmacy tech, I was, uh, in, inpatient in the hospital. So I was, you know, directly working, um, in units all over the hospital and the pediatrics. Uh, so I had a lot of contact with, with patients at that point and the nurses, uh, and then anesthesia tech, I worked in the OR, um, at a major trauma hospital here mm -hmm. where I live in Rochester. And that was intense. You know, yeah. I was involved in, I mean, all day it was just surgeries, um, working with the anesthesiologist. I mean, I would saw so many transplants, even saw a heart transplant, mm. so many, you know, so many births, um, you know, C-section births, um, just, I mean, every kind of surgery you can imagine. So I definitely have had my hands 
you know, in to the medical field in so many weird ways. I never would have imagined I would have been in that position, but it all just kind of unfolded. It happened. I would, I did that kind of work for about eight years. And, um, now looking back on, it, I mean, it's given me a whole wonderful perspective of, mm -hmm. you know, to, to have experience, I should say, into moving forward with, with what I would like to do. So it all makes sense now, but at the time I was like, am I really doing this? <laughs> This is so not me. <laughs> You're really bridging the gap uh, between modern and ancient and mystical and practical because doesn't every woman want her labor and her birth to be every bit of human and spiritual experience that it, it I mean, not maybe not every woman. Some women are like, take me in, knock me out, wake me up right. in two days. I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> but most, a lot of women really want it to be, you know, to ho have a holistic experience. Exactly. And even if we do, if we are in modern technology like hospital and there's medication and everything, we can still have those components Absolutely. that are so important to the spirit. And I've been learning, you know, just in researching and reading um, about the real, the, the ultimate concept of midwifery, it's to trust in the birth process. Oh Obviously, you want to be prepared and always, you know, have, have all the education that you need. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's something to be said about trusting the natural birth process, trusting the woman, trusting the intuition. And that I read that, and it just, oh, it just struck me right in the heart. And it's you're going to hold so that beautiful. space for them. You're going to hold that space for women. And I know, I know, all of my friends are like my birth plan, and the, you know, yes. that's it's like the best example of man plans, God laughs, or woman plans, God laughs. Yes. <laughs> it seems like everyone's birth plan. Yeah, like, <laughs> what my birth plan. <laughs> yeah. And and that I think it creates so much stress with that pressure. Of thinking like that, well, have I have it planned. Specific, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that if they can surrender and trust the process, because I think yes. the other part of it is, is that soul who is coming through, they need to have a certain kind of entrance, which yes. could be, from my perspective, traumatic. You know what I mean? But they want to yep. get some of that that stuff. I mean, the most traumatic thing that happens to human beings is being born, like leaving Absolutely. spirit. And diving back into one of these bodies is Absolutely. the, <laughs> is the and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, you go yeah. literally from you know a spirit world to mm -hmm. you know three D, and then and yeah. then and then you grow, and then all of a sudden you're you know out of your nice little womb, cocooned womb, and life smacks you right in the face, you know, literally. Yeah. <laughs> or I right know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have recounted, like recalled the you know the moment of birth and just and also if you when you've seen babies born and they breathe and you like that must hurt yeah. to bring cold air into yeah. those lungs to feel that cold in the the late that you know the looseness yeah, of, of your everything's just everywhere where, yeah. you know and granted they don't have i mean not yet they don't have a mental construct and all of that we don't when we are we're first born but it's still happening to that organism to that being yeah. <laughs> it's still the spirit it's starting that's exactly the where your life starts you know mm -hmm. not i mean you know, not, you know what I'm, I'm not saying exactly where it starts, but where yeah. Yeah. your, um, your capacity as a, uh, you know, a, a live being to really, like, it just starts from, from that, those first feelings, you know? But fortunately, mom and maybe dad or mom and mom or, you know, are there to just like be so excited and, and so comforted by your arrival as a baby. So that's nice. You know, you have yeah, that other side absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Uh -huh. I mean, you instantly are going to, for the most part, uh, feel that love, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, it's just such a beautiful thing. And I also, you know, would like to say too, that where it comes to making sure that we're taking care of the mother and taking care of the woman, any woman, you know, from in that full process, it through postpartum, um, not only helps the mother, but it helps the whole family. You know, if you have, if that, she's a caretaker and if she's happy and she's healthy, that extends to the whole family, mm -hmm. you know, as the individual, each individual of a family can affect the family unit and the family unit can affect an individual in the family. Yeah. So, you know, when that mom is taken care of health wise in every way possible, it's only going to strengthen that family as well. So I just think it's a really, 
a beautiful, a beautiful process and a very, you know, women are just portals of life. You know, we literally bring, you know, spirit world to this earth. And I think women should be treated as such. And sometimes mm. I feel like they're just not nowadays. And I want to be a part of that change. <laughs> yes. And we will be right back. Hello there, it is Trisha, and I wanted to make the special invitation to you to join Easy Intuition and Meditation Coaching. This is a two and a half month program that is filled with attuning and immersive education to attune you to your intuition frequency and to help you to fall in love with meditation, whether anew or again. I will be delivering this education throughout the week and on Sundays, we will be meeting for powerful community-based hot seat coaching as well as live attunements and meditation. There are three Sundays in November, three in December and one in January. And you don't want to miss this. We start on November 1st. This is when the content is being delivered for you to self-pace and to take into your closet of spiritual development. I deliver them in a manner that I channel them or as an offering to be embodied immediately into you. So it isn't a harsh kind of learning. It is an easy learning and it will activate in you wherever you are in your meditation and your development of intuition. The lessons will find you there and offer expansion. And then our group coaching is going to be so heart expanding, I can't wait. And also we're going to be digging into human design, self-inquiry, and divination. I wanted to make sure you know that we are extending the registration until November 5th. The content will begin on November 1st, but you can easily catch up if you register before the first coaching date on November 6th. Check out the link in the description of the show notes here. You'll be able to read all about the times and dates and some other things about the program. And I can't wait to see you there. I love you. And now back to the show. Stephanie is a spiritual activist. This is part of your spirituality is activism. Yes. And I think it's so, so beautiful. And I told you before, offline that we need to get into your human design chart, but your profile definitely shows that, that and not to mention some of the gates that you have too in channels. Yes. And, and by the way, you know, I, I know you haven't gotten too much into it, but when you're talking about your sessions and people coming to you for guidance, that is so projector of you. Um, projectors are our modern guides. We're, we're shifting from a paradigm in the way that we're shifting from a white guy paradigm <laughs> to yep. just a more feminine, empowered, and uh, you know, yes. not so white. <laughs> yes. Coming from two white women who love our white past. Yes, <laughs> I mean, of course. Absolutely. Not the modern white past. We love our <laughs> Norse and Celtic and you know, all yep. of that. Yeah, stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, we're shifting from a paradigm of manifestors and generators being the the kind of guides to it being projectors, and it's been a long time shifting because the I don't know if you know this, but the projector type uh, didn't it, it. it was, we actually shifted to having a projector type in 1781. We went from being a seven centered being to a nine centered being. And in that, because we had those two extra centers, that's when projectors started to be born. Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. You're new. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, the newest type. Yeah. And so, but they were, they were born as really to be the guides and guardians. Now that's been 1781 to 2022 is like 300 years. No, it's like 250 years. I'm bad at math. Yeah. Somewhere around that. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, we evolved very, very slowly. So we're still like, you know, but just to yeah. give you some company, Obama is a projector. Ooh. JFK is a projector. Oh. <laughs> so, but just think about how they were leaders yes. compared to some other of the other ones. All the other ones are or manifest in I love that information. That is so mm -hmm. cool. That's fascinating. Yeah. So that's uh, that's your role. And actually in 2027, it's really going to tip over even more. So it's kind of like I feel like projectors are feeling that pressure, feeling that like the way shower pressure, because it is, you know, when something is about to change, it gets a little more challenging, you know, the 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 dark before the dawn, the dusk, yes. is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of pressure Help I think. Before the storm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 
definitely feel that. There's a big shift coming, not I mean, you know, overall, but I'm really excited for projectors to be in the positions that we need them in because didn't you feel, I mean, this is not political because I really don't, I'm not yep. political, but didn't you feel a little more, a different kind of comfort when Obama was <laughs> in office? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> else. You're like, at least he doesn't have an itch finger on that button or something, you know? A thousand percent. And I'm, I mean, I won't shy away from the pack, from the fact that, you know, I, I can be political. I am, I, like I said, I'm an activist or as I like to say, mm-hmm. a witchivist. I love it. Yes. <laughs> a witchivist. And yes, there's something, you know, when you, when I do think, you know, where it came to Obama, he just had that, just that energy about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this, and this isn't political, but just the way he, he would speak to people, it, it, all just felt very genuine and um, it's, yeah, I did have, definitely have a more calm uh, feeling back yeah. in those days. <laughs> yeah. And just some layer. And if you don't, by the way, if you don't agree with us or relate to that, that's no. fine. No, no problem. No, to each, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I, and so really everything you do though is very witchy. <laughs> Not to dim- to say witchy sounds like I'm making it small, but the practice of no, paganism yeah. and witchery, um, I mean, like your midwifery is going to be midwitchery. <laughs> totally. I like saying I midwifery. It's a funny word. <laughs> um, so let's talk about that. Witchcraft and and everything witchy has really, I'm, and ha, how much, how do you, much do you love that it's become more ubiquitous and accepted again? It's yes. just really, it's beautiful. You know what I mean? It is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's, I actually was reading this, this book called, um, Witches, Midwives and Nurses, uh, ah. written in 1973. Second edition came out in 2000. Uh, 2010. And it really tells you the history of like what happened to the midwives. Cause we used to, midwives were so prominent, you know, in the 1700s, 1800s here in the U S in the Europe, in Europe, they've always been around and they still are so prom- prominent in Europe, but here in the U S they literally were outlawed in the early 1900s, um, which is just were they outlawed like in a sense of persecution and thinking they were witchcraft witches or something like that? Um, or outlawed, like literally by the, by the government yeah. where they weren't allowed to practice. They would was be. There, like, I just arrested. wonder if there was a cultural undertone though, that had to do with thinking they were. Well, yes. Back spiritual before, or witchy. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, basically if you were a woman and you were a healer, um, and you, you helped people, uh, you were considered a witch. Um, and midwives were very, you know, were women who were healers. So th- that very, very much was, you know, correlated together. And it really stems from, I hate to say it, but from patriarchy really taking mm-hmm. over, um, and really trying to control anything that, you know, didn't benefit, you know, the patriarchs, mm-hmm. um, the white men, the white guys. Yeah. The white guy. Um, so essentially that's, you know, once John Hopkins university, you know, was the first medical school. Um, once, once that opened it, it, it like really a lot of the laws in, in the U S just, um, really were, were created to benefit, uh, the white man when it came to being in the medical field, becoming doctors, becoming, um, you know, people with, you know, with the doctor, with the doctorates mm-hmm. or, you know, becoming yeah. medical doctors. Um, and then it became that the midwifery was really outlawed and, um, the only position for women were as nurses. And back then being a nurse was not what it is now. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, to see how midwifery is starting to come back now is so wonderful. And it's, it's just like one of the fastest growing fields, honestly, right now, uh, mm-hmm. and which I love, I'm so excited about, but I think that, you know, I personally, I'm ready to, to take that role back and really yes. b- bring that power back to the women. Uh, cause women, how, who is better to help deliver babies than midwives? And I'm not saying men can't at course, all, yeah. any way, shape yeah. or form. Uh, but I feel like there was a reason why, you know, centuries ago, it was women who were helping to bring, you know, helping other women to bring um, new life out, you know, into the world. Um, And that's because, 
you know, we have that, that instinct. That's just who we are. And whether you're a mother or not, you have that instinct, you know, like, you know, a mother to a baby could be a mother in any form, you know, not just to a child. So, you know, it's just such a beautiful spiritual revolution that's going on right now. We're, mm -hmm. we're bringing it back. I feel like we're taking that power back to where it really needs to be and creating a setting for women to go through, uh, you know, the whole beginnings of life and creating life in a way that is it not only physical, but spiritual and emotional. And it's just a really beautiful process when you, when you look into it and it's so connected to, you know, for me, it's very connected to paganism and to just the nature of things. And as I, as I always say, you know, we are nature too. So yeah. it just all, I, it's a very blurred line for me at this point. It all is just all very connected mm -hmm. and it just seems like a natural progression, you know, to go from witch to midwife, midwife to witch. <laughs> it, it really yeah. is a midwitchery, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll come up with puns all day long. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I live in LA, I live in Los Angeles and the, there's a, a, a junior college, a community college, Glendale Community College. It's really close to me. And I actually went to it in my 20s. And um, there, there's one built, there's like several buildings, but there's one building on the campus that just has, it's two floors. And on each floor, they just have one bathroom. Um, you know, whereas usually there's two bathrooms on each floor because, right. you know, for the two different options of, right. of, you know, genders. But the reason is because it, originally this, the college was born, was, um, um, opened in the, in the 1930s, really not that long ago, but that was the math and sciences building. And oh. so only, there was only a men's room because <laughs> no women allowed in there. <laughs> right. Just all the STEM, STEM. <laughs> all, was just 90 yep. years ago. I mean, that's really not that long ago. It, it really isn't. Talking. And it's just, isn't it crazy to think? And mm -hmm. thank goodness, you know, we have come far, but we, you know, we still have a way to go. So, mm -hmm. but we're making progress and it's just a really, it's, it's great to see and it's great to be a part of. So, yeah. you know, that's the pause. Yeah. All we can do is just, you know, keep moving forward with it. And obviously, you know, as an activist and a witch, that's just a part of who I am. So, yeah. you know, I'm just, Witches were the first activists, at least in our cultural ancestral line. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I agree. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean necessarily that if you're a witch, you have to be an activist because there's right. plenty of people who are not. Plenty of yeah. witches. Well, there's all not. different kinds of ways to practice right. your yes. earth magic or your paganism. And um, yeah. well, let's talk about paganism in case people are like, I don't really know what that word means. What is What does it mean to be pagan or you know, both um, like in the, maybe the etymology or originally, and then what it means to you. Right. Well, originally, you know, paganism really was, again, um, working with um, the seasons and, and nature itself, um, you know, because it really, I feel like it really stemmed from, you know, people back in the day, like growing their food, having farms, um, really like their life was based on uh, you know, taking care of their, their, their themselves, like being self-sufficient 100%. We know that there was no electricity. There's, you know, we just want all the, all the great technological things, technological things we have now. So, you know, these people from centuries ago, they really did kind of rely on um, being connected to, to nature, to the seasons, to picking up on the signs of, you know, when this first snow was going to fall, um, preparing for that. And from that, they just really gained a strong connection with Mother Earth as well as they mm -hmm. should. And it seems that's where paganism really started to grow from or, you know, come from. And it's just, you know, grown for centuries from there. But now it's still very much I feel now even, you know, people who are pagans now, it's you still, you know, it's your connection to Mother Earth that really stems that connection for you. Um, but it kind of now you can, I don't know, I almost feel like base it individually too. It's not just, it's not very dogmatic mm -hmm. where, 
you have specific rules, you know, or you have to do these rituals, these ways on this day. Um, it's a very much, you can make it individualized. And mm -hmm. that's what I personally really love about it is there's no right or wrong. Uh, there's okay. no, as you would say, uh, sinning, I guess, per se, or, you know, and I'm not trying to like to each their own with your religion or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you believe in. Good for you. Everyone needs to believe in something, no matter what it is. And uh, for me, it's just that connection um, to the paganism I really love. And I love that I can make it my own. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, under umbrella of like, having to be involved in a group if I don't want to be. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And so paganism is directly correlated with witch witchery and witchcraft. Um, and how would you, how would you again, talk about or explain what witchery or witchcraft is and what it means for you? And like, maybe again, like how it relates to paganism. Right. Well, so witchcraft, it has, it's so funny when people think about witchcraft, you know, people who don't know much about it, you kind of assume like the worst or scary things. It's just the opposite of being a Christian. That's what we assume. That's what we right. were kind of like conditioned right. to just believe it's basically worshiping the devil. And it's right. like, it's no, but unfortunately some of the mostly Christian religions um, did pit God against nature which yes. makes absolutely no sense. Nature is right. God. God is nature. Just how right. we are nature. So anyway, yes. uh, I'm venting a little bit too. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Cause it, that's very true. And um, so witchcraft is really just in basically working with the elements, you know, you have your, you have earth, air, fire, and water. It's really just working with the elements to create a specific, ritual or prayer is really all it is, you know, using your words, a spell is just something where you use your words to, uh, you know, manifest something. It's the same as saying a prayer in church, yeah. literally. It's yeah, just using, you know, like literal, using little, maybe you have a little bowl of water and a candle and an herb and you say a few words and, that is a ritual. That's all. You do the same thing in church. It's just done. Yeah. Not in, you know. You can do it anywhere. And <laughs> it's do the, it anyway. It's helped to to focus your creative consciousness, yes. your conscious yes. awareness. It's to focus it. And so, yes, religions can work. Um, I think that. And definitely religion, I was spiritually developing while I was in religion. I don't know if religion was helping me or not. I think it was really, doesn't matter. It was like, right. it was my connection with God. Right. And, but it worked in that, in how you can use those, these practices, these rituals to help us to disconnect from the delusion and, and illusion and get into the true power of your creator frequency, yes, small c, and so yeah, religions can work if someone is doing it. I mean, there are there are people I can I'm just picturing like that woman with her rosary beads, and she's praying for healing for someone, and yeah. she's earnest, and she's focusing her awareness, yes. and and it she sees the results. That's yes, witchcraft. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It just is by another and name. Yeah, yeah. It's setting your intention on something and mm -hmm. believing in it and manifesting that and seeing the you know, the, the, the fruition come, come out, you know, it, it all comes out, um, after that. And it really is, it's a wonderful thing. And with witchcraft, like, you know, where it comes to religions, you might be praying to, you know, a specific God, um, to, you know, to make this happen. Whereas, you know, maybe in witchcraft, we do, um, connect with goddesses or gods, but a lot of it also is empowering yourself to mm -hmm. have, uh, that ability to create certain situations that you might want and, you know, to, to be beneficial to, to other people. And it's really kind of taking that power within yourself rather than maybe trying to grab it from somewhere else. You could grab it from yourself or, you know, from inside of yourself. So that's what I really like about it. Cause I like to feel empowered um, in order to, I don't want to say control what happens in my life because nobody really has control, but 
I can influence it. And it's really believing in yourself and believing in your own personal power um, to create something for yourself, which we all can do. I mean, I am a manifester. I've manifested some really cool things in my life. And, you know, I think every, everybody has that ability mm-hmm. and that too alone can be considered witchcraft. So, you know, it's, um, it's a really beautiful and powerful thing. And it's really just connecting with the elements of, of earth and, uh, you know, bringing them together to accomplish something beautiful for not just yourself, but for other people, for your community, for your loved ones, your family, for your, your, your town, your, your state, your country, the world. So it's, it's really something that can be very selfless. Yes. And I'm just recalling, you know, this really has to do with the universal law of free will and just how pure and deep and truth and radically it is a f- it's it's how the universe works that we do have absolute free will if you think about how it, it, the empowerment so if i am desiring something or if i'm asking for something i have to match the frequency of deserving it or receiving it and it makes me think even though i've been bashing on Christianity a little bit. I'm not, I'm not bashing on Jesus though. And Jesus says, no. ask and it shall yeah. be given. And if that is, that to me is speaking of the free will, because if it is given, it means that the quality of the ask has to match the given. Yes. yes. And so that, that verse is saying you yeah. have free will. So yep. if you ask, meaning you really mean the door is wide open and I'm waiting for it. Yes. And so it's it's about inner work. And that's why rituals and practices can help us to focus because if we're focusing our energy and we're genuinely focusing on receiving something, we have to make sure we're making room for it. And so this bullshit belief needs to get gone. And I need to, why were you here? What did I, why did I create you? What yep. was the be- perceived benefit of it? And how can I live without you? And, and, you know, in the way that's better for me. And then that's, you know, so shadow work. And I know you, you help people with their shadow work. That's a big part of what, of witchcraft and paganism too, is really the shadow work. It is. It is because you can't just, you can't be all light and love all the time. Okay. It's not human. We're not that like, that's just Mm -hmm. so one dimensional. We are so multifaceted as human beings and spiritual beings. And you have to embrace the dark and the shadows because Mm -hmm. that is a part of who you are and you can't pretend it doesn't exist. And the more you work with it um, in a healthy way, it just the more evolved you become and the more conscious you are of who you are and how to work through, through those hard, dark times. Everybody has hard, dark, tough times in their life. And if you don't, God bless you. God bless you. It's amazing. You probably had a life on either end of it. You probably have some bookended lives that were maybe (laughs) had some of that hard and dark. Right. I mean, everyone has. It's not true. Everyone definitely has challenges, trauma. Sure. There's no way to get through this. Well, I was about to say without trauma, but there's no way to get out of this life alive. (laughs) That's another way to say it. So yeah. That's the truth. (laughs) But you know, there's something really beautiful that comes out of the shadow work. And when mm-hmm. you're in the midst of it, for me, you know, I've been through in my life a, f- a few, you know, really dark, hard times. And even when I'm in the midst of it, there's something I have, I have to say there's something that comes with knowing that you have that strength to get mm-hmm. through it. Even when you're like feeling the worst of it in your soul knowing I could still say to myself and look at myself every day and say, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. That's empowering, even at Mm -hmm. your lowest. So there's something to be said about that inner beauty, that inner trust for yourself that really grows you as a spiritual being and really just prepares you for anything to come in your life. Um, I'm speaking just personally, but I'm, you know, I would assume some other people have had those experiences too, and those feelings with it. And that's something that I'd like to really uh, make sure people are aware of, you know, that it's not just even at the darkest times there, there is, there is a light to be had there. There, There's something there to, to move towards too. So, you know, that's really important to know. And, and, important to, um, you know, really try to make people aware of. Mm -hmm. 
In my book of shadows, which is like your book for journaling and creating rituals and everything, uh, in my journaling practice in my book of shadows lately, I have been, I think it's because of this Mercury retrograde. Yeah. You know, it has you go into do some deep emotional work. So I've taken to the practice of waking up in the morning, really listening to my energy, like you would listen to a child's needs. And feeling where the pain points were, feeling where the fears, shames, worries, uh, doubts, um, it, it's, you know, I'm and I'm just letting them surface. Anywhere I have like an emotional conflict or resistance or discomfort, and I'm just journaling it. It's like I'm journaling to God and I'm, I'm not really complaining as much as I'm just being honest. I am afraid of this. And I'm just starting that way. And I'm not even putting demands on what will happen by being honest. But right. at least I'm getting it out of my body to some degree. Yeah, yeah. And like one of the days I actually did that. And when I went and looked back at it the next day, I was like, I didn't really, on paper, I didn't really move past it. I just like said all the things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the rest of the day I did because I was honest about it and I was right. open. I mean, I didn't even write it this way, but I was open to what I was learning from it and how it was shifting and changing. And by the, by the next day, I didn't feel those fears in the same way or they had at least changed. And they definitely were much more mellow than they were the morning before. And that's wonderful. It's been so helpful. Like I'm just putting it on paper and saying, yeah, I mean, it's not like God can't see it. So why am I holding it apart? Right. And, right. and I'm just putting it in my body and having terrible, you know, psychosomatic yeah, issues. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel like acknowledging it to mm -hmm. yourself by putting that pen to paper is the very beginning of the process of releasing it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is such a great, that's a really wonderful way of, of doing that and of explaining it and, and taking care of that. Cause yeah, we'll hold on. We, we judge ourselves more than anyone, right? We're our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. So as, as soon as we can acknowledge something that is affecting us or a certain way we feel, I mean, there's nothing to do beyond that, beyond, you know, w once we acknowledge it, there's nothing more you can do besides keep moving through that, yeah. that process and then release it. You know, it's in order to heal, you have to feel, mm -hmm. and, you know, that's essentially just, you know, that's the process, whether you like it or not. <laughs> true, Right. Because, well, like in, and so, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist and one of the therapies that we, we work with is dream therapy because, you know, we experience traumas and we have repressed emotions and the way that these came into our energy, into our consciousness is basically by our senses. We perceived yeah. trauma through some of the senses and any of the physical senses, as well as just the sense of emotions. And, and so they really have to come out the same way they went in. Right. And so dream therapy, having the intention, because in our, our third stage of sleep, we do venting dreams. And mm -hmm. that means that we're actually able to safely hallucinate and use our senses and emotions to release the same energies, those energies. And so like the other day I had a dream that, um, what was the dream? Oh yeah, that I was like in a bus accident and I showed up for work anyway. And, <laughs> um, and I was a waitress which I have been in the past. Yes. So I need to vent some of those energies out, the stress, <laughs> the waitressing dreams. <laughs> those seem to be bottomless, right? If you've ever done any serving or bartending. Oh, I still get them. I just, two days ago, I had an anxiety dream and it was about a restaurant. I was like, I don't even work in the restaurants anymore. <laughs> I know. And I had one like a week before that too. And anyway, well, actually, no, the week before that, I was having a dream about, it was like either a university or a restaurant. And I was like, well, that's the only thing I've ever done. I've only ever worked in teaching or <laughs> serving. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> yeah. So I had to vent some stuff about the rent. It's efficient. Put it together. Let's vent some, all of this yes. crap. So I was a waitress and I showed up to work and I didn't have shoes on. And I was Kaylee Kuoko, by the way. Oh my God, <laughs> I love Which, her. I felt really hot in the dreams. That's one thing. Yes. I was like, look at this ass. This is nice. I feel like, yeah, I am. Anyway, I was barefoot and my manager was saying, okay, you don't have to go to work. And it was a breakfast shift. And aren't those the worst? 
<laughs> and I was like, had no shoes on and I was all beaten up. And I said, in Kaylee Cuoco's voice, no, I'm just going to go and do what I'm good at. And I know I can handle it because I'm good at this. And then I showed up to the table. <laughs> anyway, I was venting stress about being underprepared, about right. feeling not worthy, but I was also like moving through it with my worthiness. And so, um, but so can your rituals do that? Like, because we yes. summon the emotions around something. And so can your meditations and your healing practices. And because we are safely hallucinating and releasing those repressed emotions and traumas and, and allowing then that to be displaced by the power empowerment of, you know, what, what you have learned from it then and how you can move forward. I don't yeah, know how awesome. I got on that tangent. I, I, but. No, I love it. I love talking about <laughs> I do a lot of dream work, as I've talked to you about mm -hmm. before myself. And it's just really amazing to see the things that I can accomplish in my dream state. M mind you, I'll wake up exhausted, but <laughs> I know I was, yeah. And one of those done. venting dreams last week, I was so angry. Oh, a friend had stolen something from me. So it was like friend betrayal. And I got in her face and I said, I am going to get you, <laughs> which I've never done to anyone before, but it's like the rage of being betrayed. And I had a migraine the rest of that. <laughs> and I was like, Seriously. all right, let's temper some of the emotional release a little bit, a little milder right. on the release so I can function the next day. But yeah, yep. you know, I got through that I day. I <laughs> had a dream like that two weeks ago where I was, yeah, I was upset with somebody in my real life and in my dream time. In my real life, I, I handle, if I have, you know, feelings of anger or anxiety, um, I handle it in a, you know, very civilized manner. Mm -hmm. In my dream time, um, my Scorpio comes out full force. Your hair's ablaze. Oh, You've got a sword. I literally, no holds barred. So it's kind of good for my dream time in that sense where I yeah. can be my full 100% Scorpio self because yeah. I don't dare do that um, in my, in my, you know, IRL <laughs> in my yeah. real life because it would just wreak havoc on way too many people. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely pull it back. But um, in dream time, I, I let that Scorpio flag fly. <laughs> we are almost in Scorpio season. Oh we are my in the God. season of the witch and season of Stephanie. Yeah. It's very exciting. We love transitional seasons. We love the the time. Of, I mean, and Halloween, well, actually, November 1st is the pagan new year. Yes. Halloween. We we love it so much. Stephanie and I did, uh, was it last year or two years ago? Time it was has last been, year. Okay. Like time has warped so much I, in the pandemic. I'm still not like yeah. on a time I know. line. But I know. I was thinking about that. I loved doing that with you. That was so much fun. We did a workshop. I didn't say what it yeah. was. We did a workshop. <laughs> oh, a witchcraft workshop. We called it the witch shop too. Yeah. And um, but with like lots of rituals, and it was so awesome. And so let's talk a bit about the season. Let's yes. talk about I don't know rituals. Um, we're in twenty twenty two. What you're feeling around this really powerful season? Um, you know, and it is, the veil is just thinning. Beauty. Yes. Oh my. Gosh, mm -hmm. it's super, like super strong right now too. Yeah. I'm feeling so this time of year in general, uh, everyone's senses seem to get, you know, very much more heightened. And mm -hmm. I feel like it started way earlier this year. Um, I don't know what it is about 2022, <laughs> but uh, the veil is definitely thinning. And this is the time of the year where your uh, intuition really just rises, your psychicness really kicks in, your connections um, just really start to to fire off uh, with other people. And, you know, as you get closer to Halloween, which, you know, is uh, one of the witches' high holidays, uh, or as we call Sawin, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's really where the veil is at the thinnest, the veil between um, you know, our, our world, this realm and the spirit world. And it really gives you an opportunity to connect with the other side in, in so many different ways. And it's just such a beautiful time. And it's, you know, witches, um, pagans, you know, even, I mean, even if you're not, who doesn't love Halloween and mm -hmm. really gets into the season, the season of the witch, you know, that there's a reason for that. And that's because witches are known obviously to be very intuitive, very psychic, um, amongst other things. And now is the time to really 
open yourself up to all that is the possible, uh, everything that's possible. You know, ev everyone is intuitive and psychic where it mm -hmm. comes down to it. It's just a matter of matter of if you're open to it. Um, you have you have to really be open to it for the most part. Some people just are and they can't help it. <laughs> you know, there's so so yeah, many friends true. of mine that you mm -hmm. know you don't you know when it comes to like certain mediums, it's just it's well they just have a different work then because they they still have to take uh, mass they have to have to kind of find their empowerment and mastery over it. It's just yes. a matter of people have different suggestibility types. This again, I'm explaining it from the hypnotherapeutic model. Yeah, some people are just somnambulistic, and other people, you know, are logical, and other people are uh, so um, connected to the physical body that it's. It, yep. And so everybody has those are the three basic types, and you just you still have to. Um, you know, come and find mastery over the fact that you are a creator, you are a manifester, and yes. that you can perceive, you are perceiving the unseen realms. You just Absolutely. Are. And mm -hmm. no, that's wonderful way to explain that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, you know, this time of year that, um, that line, you know, between our realm and the spirit world, it's, it's really, it's just very thin and it's easy to, kind of blend go back and forth it's almost like you can have one one foot and on both sides at this point mm -hmm. at least that's how I feel um and I think I for a sense I think I, I was well not I think I think I was I was telling you I think it was a couple of days ago about how all of a sudden I have seeing all these spirit spirit kitties in my spirit house kitties in your house I love spirit it kitties all over the place like I'm literally mm -hmm. thinking that one of because I have four cats <laughs> but I'm thinking I'm about to step on one of my cats and I almost trip and fall and then I look and there's no cat there and I'm like there was just a cat there <laughs> all my cats will be outside you know things like this just keep happening and it's it's really just within the past few weeks it's that started uh big time so mm -hmm. it's you know a very exciting time of year, like yeah. exciting time of year, <laughs> uh, is, yeah. you know, I, I absolutely love it. And, um, the change of the season, it's very invigorating for me. And it mm -hmm. does feel like, you know, it's coming time, uh, for a new year, new set of intentions for myself for the following year. I always start that now. And it's not, you know, generally, obviously now the new year is January 1st for us, you know, in this, in these modern times, but I've always felt even since I was a kid that it was this time of year that was really starting to be the, the beginning mm -hmm. uh, of, of, of the whole new, um, you know, seasonal shifts. So, you know, for me, I, it's probably one of my, it is my favorite time of year uh, because of that, because I just feel like there's new there's new life coming regardless, mm -hmm. even though things are starting things are to dying. die now, but yeah. it's, this is still, you know, once right after death is rebirth. So yeah. it's all very, very much um, convoluted in that way. Yeah. And that's the the thing that is so, I sometimes will feel very, very anxious around this time, but I've learned that that's just literally death happening yeah. around me and in me and my human mind and ego thinks that death is bad right. because you know what I mean? Like that's just what right. we're, what we think we need to have as a, as a belief or a value as a human in our deep, deep primal, you know, survival instinct, because yep. we think that the only, I mean, the body we have to, I mean, honestly, I think it's, there's a the metaphysical reason for it is because how else do we get a spirit to, to stay here <laughs> connected to a body? Right. <laughs> we have to put a lot of emphasis on the body's life yes. being important. And so that's deep, deep in there, but empathically, well, even in my own body, like our own bodies are, are the elements as well. So there's some dying, it, you know, I get my, I get my lash, I get like eyelash extensions yes. and my lash tech, which I, I wouldn't have noticed otherwise. She's like in the spring, she's like, oh yeah, everybody's shedding right now. And I'm like, Oh, we all shed at the same time? Like, and she's like, oh, yeah, of course. It's springtime. You shed. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. I loved it. I was like, that's so cool. I love it. It makes sense. You know, like animals are pets do it. You know, mm -hmm. it, it really and is. So do we. Yeah. Yeah. Our yeah. bodies are preparing. And so there is so much death happening and bringing that conscious awareness around it that it's a good thing. Then, then you can, like you said, start to set intentions for what the new, but there's going to be a darkness, which actually yeah. is a great time to practice surrender. And the surrender then moves to trust, which comes back to your whole work as a midwife. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. doesn't a mother in the labor process ultimately have to surrender for whatever plans or education she has? 
Absolutely. She has to surrender mm -hmm. her old self, you know, mm -hmm. but before, you know, of who she was, even if, if, even if this is your second child or third child, like there's a part of you you're leaving behind, you know, this yeah. is a whole new life that you're not only creating, but stepping into yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's just all very cyclical. It's never ending. It's all just always keeps moving, but there is a part of you that is going to be gone you know, forever. <laughs> so, you know, it really is a part of, you know, the, the death and birth is so intertwined. It's, yeah. it's really hard to even separate when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what are some of your favorite things to do for Sawin and, and all this time of year? What, what oh, do you, I don't know, a ritual or a practice or yeah, celebration? I, um, I really like to, um, like I said, set intentions. Um, really, I like to sit down you know, within myself, I like, to, I, I, I get very introspective and, um, kind of go in places that I might not want to in general, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. do some of that kind of dig deep into some of that shadow work. Where's the rotting um, corpse. It's time to yeah. get it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, really dig that up. Um, and, bring it to my awareness. Um, and I like to use that into setting intentions for, you know, what I want to see, um, change within the next year. And I set those intentions. I write those intentions down, um, you know, on a, you know, it doesn't have to be very formal, but for me, there's is some kind of a, you know, pomp and circumstance to it. I'll write it down with like a nice, beautiful, like gold marker on, mm -hmm. you know, parchment paper, um, and, you know, maybe have a specific color candle lit, um, or a specific herb that calls to me, you know, it's really, um, whatever I'm feeling or whatever I'm drawn to on that specific, at that specific time. And, you know, I'll, I'll put a little, start a little fire out in my back deck, um, you know, in my, my fire pit and, you know, a call in the quarters, you know, mm -hmm. which, which is calling, you know, calling in the elements and, um, just hold my own little, even if it's just for five minutes, um, you know, set, have those intentions on my paper, um, Sarah, you know, it's kind of my own ceremony, put them in the fire, you know, bring it back, you know, back up to, um, to mother earth, essentially, you know, mm -hmm. ashes to ashes. And, um, you know, just kind of do that. I love doing that. Um, this time of year, it really solidifies the work that I've done, um, in the past year and where I want to go in the next year. Mm -hmm. Um, I do love to do all the, just the fun, the apple picking, really enjoying getting the, sim, you know, the symbolism of the season, the pumpkins. Um, for me, it's, you know, in, in the baking, I'm not much of a baker, but this time of year is when I want to do the baking, you know, mm -hmm. the apple pies and just all the smells and do simmer pots, make simmer pots this yes, time of year you know, with the apples and the oranges Soups. and the allspice. Mm -hmm. um, those kind of things just light me up. And, uh, I love it. I do like to congregate with friends too, and really celebrate, especially for the, uh, for Maybon, the autumn equinox, which was mm -hmm. uh, just last third, last week. Um, well, by the time we're releasing this, it will be a little, uh, oh so yeah, that's true. So that was September 22nd this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, mm -hmm. so it was last, yep. It was as, as of right now, it was last week. So, you know, um, but moving forward to heading towards Samhain, it's just all of, really honoring the, um, you know, the, the nature. I love, I love getting the, the, the fall flowers and really using them to decorate my, my home or my altar, like back here. Um, you know, just really diving into the colors and the symbols and the flowers and the nature of it all too. It brings it all really full circle for me. So, uh, those are, those are a few of the things that I like to do. Mm -hmm. I love, uh, you know, you and I both have the, um, Celtic and uh, European. Yep. Mine's mostly Western. I'm a teeny bit of Eastern European, but mostly Western. Yours is yours a lot of Western as well. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm European. basically. I, I like. I have. It's all. Um, it's all England, mm -hmm. Welsh, Scottish, Irish. Yeah, a little bit of um, a little bit of um, Norway, and then mm -hmm. I have like one percent Cyprus. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a very, very much, very, I'm a very white person. <laughs> yeah, me too. I know. Yeah. Mine's like, I know my, my, uh, 
23andMe, it's like 70% Western Europe and yep. 30 or 29% Eastern Europe. And 1% is basically just unknown. And also we all have the same mother, the African mother. We all have right. one mother. Right. And so I'm like, so it's white. I got it. White, white. That's right. what yeah. <laughs> 99% white. <laughs> Someone I know used to say, um, you are the whitest person I know. <laughs> someone said that to you? Yeah. What did you say? No, I said, did someone say that to you or are you saying it to me? Oh, no. Someone said that to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. After I was, you know, when they saw my ancestry, they're like, oh, right. You're the whitest person I know. <laughs> I know. And another friend, he shared his with me and it's like so beautiful. It's like all these different parts and like something yeah. called... Lebanese, which not Lebanese, Lebanese. It's like a really old, ancient, anyway, tribe. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 70% very white and then 30% off white. <laughs> Egg, it's like eggshell in a crew. <laughs> yes, I'm 1% off white. Yeah. 99% white. <laughs> Oh goodness! But I was well. The reason I was bringing that up is because I live in Los Angeles, and I'm very and I've lived in Southern California now most of my life, yeah. and I love Mexican spirituality. I mean, yeah. some of it is it has a is Catholic and has a lot of Christianity blended into it, yeah. but some of it it is is older and has more of an indigenous quality. Like in Oaxaca, I love the Oaxacan art with yep. the. Like it's like every day is Dia de los Muertos in in Oaxaca. Like there's all this art that is like praising what you know, like those who have passed on. They have like art that's like a cat skeleton, and <laughs> I love it. And so my mother's favorite flower has always been marigold, and it's I've always loved marigold too. I love and marigolds too. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And they're called in, in Spanish, Flores de los Muertos. They're the flowers of the dead. They're like really? the special flower. Yeah. And they're the colors that, you know, of that fall color too. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. I loved them as a little kid. I remember in school, I went to Catholic school and we, we like grew them for some yeah. reason. I don't remember what it was, but I remember taking it home and I was like, this is like the first name of a flower that I really knew that wasn't like a rose or a lilac, mm -hmm. you know, which were common around here. And it was like a marigold. And ever since then, I've had a, you know, a special little spot in my heart for marigolds. Yeah, me too. My mother always planted them. Whatever house we lived in, she would plant marigolds all around. And it just they made me really happy. And then, yeah, uh, Mexican culture has a, a strong connection with the season wow. and yeah. and the, the liminal space between the worlds, which we just yes. love to dwell in, don't we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to, yeah, it's like, it's the innate, the native, um, you know, native spirituality really, it feels mm -hmm. like, um, you know, of course it's going to really connect to that. So that's, yeah. that's beautiful. I love how there's just so much, um, commonality and overlap when we really get down into the, something that is indigenous to whatever land there's. So if we really boil it all down, the, the qualities of humans, can being connected to the earth, it, yes. there's just so much overlap. And I think it's really yes. gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. And it's beautiful to see. And it's beautiful to be able to look back at that and really try to connect with that in any way you can. Because it is, you know, again, it goes back to our connection to Mother Earth, <laughs> and, and which is a connection to spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, you, you can't get much better than that, in my opinion. Yeah, and we're all looking at the same stars and, yes. you know, that's planets or whatever cosmos yep. we're viewing. So, yep. well, this has been amazing. I want uh, to make sure everyone knows, how are you taking one-on-ones right now? Like, what, how can people connect with you and work? Well, obviously, we have your links in the show notes, but how can people connect with your work? Yes, um, I actually, so I don't have a website as of right now, um, but you can connect with me on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, I do have a business page there. It's Stephanie C. Weinman at uh, Spirit and Sage Healing. Uh, also, I am on Instagram, and that is at Stephanie C. Weinman Sash, S-A-S-H. Uh, I also do have a podcast that I am doing. Yes, now. that's started. right. Oh my gosh. Thank you for, I almost forgot to. I almost <laughs> forgot to. It's very new. <laughs> it's I only new. have eight episodes, but I'm having so much fun with it. Um, it's called Witch and Sip. <laughs> and I, you know, I talk about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I talk about myself, um, my experiences. I talk about witchy stuff. I talk about 
um, current, you know, current topics that are going on. Uh, but that's on um, Spotify and on a Apple podcasts. Um, so you can keep up with me there as well. And, um, yeah, so, and I do, I can do one-on-ones. I, I am open to doing one-on-ones right now. I know my between school and other things that I have going on, um, I am pretty busy, but I am always open to doing one-on-ones -on -one and scheduling things with people. You could connect with me through Instagram or Facebook and, um, yeah. Have you started so, your other podcast too that with Amanda yet? With Amanda, we are in the process. It okay. is hard for us to get our, uh, okay. Our, yeah, our schedules together, but I'm excited for that. That's going to be um, called Be Some Buddies. And I, I love, love it. it. Amanda Amanda Hill is a very, very good dear friend of mine. I know Trisha is a friend of Trisha's mm -hmm. um, and we are both witches mm -hmm. and we just can't wait to get started. So that is in the works. We have, we did make one episode, but we need to fine tune some things. So. You got Yeah. You got to get the the habit rolling. Well, when you guys get that going, you get maybe buys, guys can both come on and we'll. Yes, that we'll would be so much fun. Meet Absolutely. everyone too. Well, this has been so amazing. I just oh, love to be in your energy all the time and Ditto. appreciate you. So thank you so much for holding that space for empowered divine feminine, for nature loving, for Gaia love, for all of that. And also for, you know, embracing our ancestry and and just holding the space to, for, for things to be a better world and a better human race on the world. <laughs> Let's say that. The world's pretty okay. <laughs> it's who's on it. It's who's on it. That's <laughs> just, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was, it's always so much fun. I, I just love spending time with you. So I have a great time. And I can't believe it's already been an hour. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super fun. Well, I hope that got you in the mood, the mood to be able to release the old set intentions for the new and to spend time in the energy that is you and Mother Earth, you and the cosmos, you and God, Gaia, whatever words help you to feel really connected to that depth of truth about you. I'm really excited about the season. I love it so much. I really, I echo what Stephanie says. It's always been like this time of year where I feel the the cleanup happening in my energy. I feel the shift happening for the uh, for the new expression of of the year for me. And you know, if it, it, so far as like let's say numerology is concerned, you know, we tech, numerologists usually say that we we click over with the change of the year on the calendar because you know, we're all oriented to it being 2022 or 2023. But I definitely start to feel almost like a pressure in the fall as I'm like, did I do all the, I do all the things I wanted to do with this eight year or whatever, which I am in an eight year right now. Did I do everything? Because I'm about to click over to that nine. And that's just one example of it. So anyway, I, I hope that you do something that is, has that, that deep energy around it for this time if you are led to. I hope this sparked some some um, ideas for you. Sit down with a candle or some blessed water, an herb, maybe burn some herb or or do that little boiling pot on the stove full of some um, spices and that, you know, just to activate the senses to help you to connect with your body, which is the earth herself as well. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Reminder to subscribe, leave a review. Find me on Instagram at Trisha Carcharm and also find the YouTube channel because I'm going live there regularly. And you'll also be able to see some of these conversations because I'm posting those videos there. And just so much more importantly than all of that, do take care of yourself. Take care of your energy. Take care of your heart because we really need you. The authentic, the pure you. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. <laughs>